and welcome to Rock Writes, where writers rock. That's rock with no K, because we hail from the Rochester, New York area. I'm Katrina, one of your hosts. And I'm Sheila. If you haven't checked us out before, we're all about highlighting authors living in the Rochester and Finger Lakes area. There's so many voices and writers in our region, we just needed to give them a spotlight, podcast style. In our third episode, we'll be chatting with an area author who wants to help people with their career journeys starting with how to be professional. Most everyone could benefit from an intro or even a refresher on how to be professional in the workplace. Definitely. On that note, we'd like to welcome Katyra Pollan to the show. Hi, Katyra. Hi. Welcome to our show. Thank you. So here's a little bit about her. Uh, Katyra is a Rochester native who, after graduating with her master's degree in criminal justice, launched Career Prep an employment solutions company that specializes in resumes, cover letters, and LinkedIn profiles. In 2017, she then launched Poland Enterprises, which offers writing and editing solutions. We're going to hear more about how she chose this path in a moment, but it led her to becoming an author. She released Professionalism, What's That, just this past September, and will be a featured author at the Rochester Black Authors Expo in May. Katyra also loves to give back and is a founding member, founding member of WOMEL, a board member of CASA, and a charter member of the Rock City Rotary Club. If you'd like to know more about Katyra, you can find her at Rock Rights, where we'll have her full bio, book synopsis, and links to her site. So we're going to jump into our interview, but before we do, um, I was interested in hearing a little bit more about WOMEL and what that is all about. Yes, yeah, so WOMEL is actually an organization that focuses on empowering women. So there are workshops um, there is a Buffalo chapter. There isn't one in Rochester, but I was a hostess for one of their events last summer, um, and it was just an event to promote women-owned businesses, and there's a website as well with WOMEL, and you can go on there, and they have a blog, different articles, um, different issues that women are facing. There are groups on there where you can chat with other women, uh, connect with other women. There's a calendar where you can see um, other um, organizations and other individuals that you might want to connect with. It is based out of Nevada. Um, Nalia Despravines is the f- executive um, director of the entire um, program, but of course there's branches that are coming off of that and it is expanding. So that's um, a little bit about WOMEL. Oh wow, that sounds really awesome. Yeah. Um, it's something we'll definitely have to add to the website just so people can check that out a little bit more. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. No um, so now Sheila is going to kick off the first part of our questions. Okay, so um, you went into criminal justice for your education. So how did your life lead you to your current career, which is very different from that? I feel like. Right. So, yes. So I originally wanted to be a homicide detective, um, which is why I, um, you know, got my master's in criminal yeah. justice. But I did, um, you know, have a change of heart. Um, I realized that I would need to be an officer first, and that's just not something that I wanted to do. So um, after college, I took up an AmeriCorps position with a local middle school, and I taught art and helped with tutoring of science and substituting for Spanish class and after school. I've always enjoyed reading um, and also writing. So I'm not surprised that I ended up, you know, here being yeah. an author. Yeah. yeah. And, um, of course, Poland Enterprises focusing on writing, focuses on writing and editing. Um, so I got the idea to go ahead and write a book about professionalism just because I felt like it's something that everyone needs. 
but I yeah. don't know if everyone gets that. Um, it's not something that's taught in school. Um, it's usually something that I guess lies underneath unless you peel back at it. So it's yeah. not something that is on your curriculum. It's not a class you can typically take, but it is something that everyone needs, whether you are an employee or you own your own business, even students, you know, communicating with their professors. How do I send an email to my professor? Mm -hmm. Should I write shorthand text to my supervisor? Is it okay to use um, bunny69 at yahoo.com on my resume? <laughs> um, you know, so just those types of things that um, people don't learn or they yeah. ignore or they forget. Um, that's really what professionalism was that touches on. Uh, also talks about like how to dress for success, how to handle conflict, um, you know, in a professional way and not, yeah. um, you know, explode or overreact or not react at all. Talks a little bit about that. I give some examples from my own life um, from when, you know, that in professionalism as well, I think a lot of people just automatically think, oh, this is about employment or this is about work. But even outside of work and outside of business, there's a way to conduct yourself. So um, one of the examples I included in my book is um, at the time when I was living in Savannah, Georgia, I had gone to a McDonald's. And um, basically, long story short, they got my order wrong. But what I did in the book is I broke down, okay, this is how I responded. And this is the response that I got. So I just went back with my receipt and, you know, showed them, hey, this order's wrong. I, you know, they replaced it and I got a free drink versus if I had gone in there, um, you know, been nasty, maybe right. raised my voice, thrown the receipt, thrown the sandwich on the counter. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to get a different reaction. So I really just wanted to show people that professionalism isn't limited to your workplace or um, business and that you should use it in all aspects of life, not just limiting yourself to it, or at least recognize that there are certain ways you should respond. Even if you don't, just having that background knowledge, I think could be helpful in a lot of situations. Yeah. I, it, it sounds like it's really kind of, it's got a it's broad interest because it goes outside of the workplace too. And right. um, I feel like uh, professionalism, you know, it's maybe something that's also like, it's relevant because I, I feel like it's less and less you see that in the workplace is right. just like one of the offices I worked in. Um, it was relaxed, but and there was some of the younger like interns that would come in wearing like pajama bottoms. Okay. So uh, on to our next question. So what has been your greatest obstacle as a writer? Mm. I guess feeling like, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe wondering if it's it meets the standards of the readers. Like, are they going to like it, but are they going to understand it? Am I conveying the message clearly? Um, at this point, I'm actually working on a poetry compilation. Oh. So I think it more so applies to this because I might use words that make sense to me or when I'm writing it, it makes sense to me and I know what um, emotions I want to convey or um, elicit in the reader, but they might not receive it the same way. So one thing that I'm finding challenging is, is I guess, trying to make sure that my message is clear, but also recognizing that that's part of readership. 
that people can read the same thing and have a different perspective and that's not necessarily a bad thing so i think just just trying to have a balance between yes knowing what i want to say but also recognizing that just because they don't um, the readers might not pick up on what i was originally trying to put out there doesn't mean that that's bad or i've done something wrong yeah it's like uh that I think reading is, you know, it's such a personal experience for everybody, and there's definitely, you know, people that get what you're trying to express, and the people that won't. And right. yeah, just part of being a writer, definitely. Right. <laughs> so, when publishing your book, what was your publishing track? Was it did you go south? Did you do traditional indie hybrid? And when you chose it, why did you choose that path? Well, one of my good friends is actually, she has a publishing company and she's also a writing coach um, exclusively for clergy, excuse me, exclusively for clergy is her business. And um, I just contacted her and let her know I wanted to publish a book. So she had taken care of the ISBN. um, She took care of the cover. And of course, um, well, I organized the chapters, but she took care of the formatting for me, um, setting up the Amazon right. page, Barnes and Nobles, Create Space, etc. So I just tapped her. Luckily, she was already in my circle, and she took care of all of that for me. And it was just easy. It was a comfort. You know, we already had a relationship established, so yeah. right. uh, I was definitely fortunate in that aspect. That's awesome. Connections are always nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said she's local. She, yes, she's in Rochester, but um, she has worked with um, authors out of state as well. I know she's worked with authors in Florida, so she doesn't limit herself. Obviously, she can do the work virtually, but yes, she does live in Rochester. Okay, that's great. awesome, because we'd love to hear about any like anything that's having to do with writing or authors or publishers in the area, because we just want to really promote it, because we have so much going on in the area. Sure. I'm happy to share Rock Rights with her, and you know, if she's yeah, definitely. She can give you guys a, um, or contact you guys. That would be awesome. Thank you. No problem. Um, so your book, so what do you hope, back kind of back to your book, um, you know, what do you hope the <coughs> overall impact of it will be? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, really, I just wanted my book, again, it's, it's like a refresher. Either people who are retired might want to take a look through it just to um, refresh you know, what they may have forgotten or a new graduate who might not have experience or uh, might not feel comfortable going into the work field would pick up the book and be able to learn a lot from it. Or even someone who's in business or looking to go in business for themselves would be able to benefit. It's really just an overall, it can be a refresher or it can be an introduction. So it's really for anyone who feels like they could benefit from from learning how to present them best uh, their best selves either at work or outside of work okay cool that's excellent um so you're involved with something called writer's paradise um will you be doing that again this year or yeah next year and can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so writer's paradise is an event that i I'm working on planning. I decided to plan it in December, and it's quickly approaching. It's in April. But it's originally I wanted it to be a retreat, which basically celebrates and unites writers. So it'll be a space where writers can network with each other to get tips 
also, um, you know, get a either a book swap or some type of literature swap, get some critiques and feedback. I will have facilitators who will be having brief sessions. Um, so we have one person, um, Corey Lamar Tanksley. He's actually going to be talking about, um, he's going to do a writing one-on-one. He taught writing one-on-one. So it'll just be an overview of how to get started writing, how to uh, keep at it, et cetera. And then Ebony Nicole Smith, who is the owner of Exclusively Floor Clergy, who I mentioned earlier, she's going to be speaking about five types of writers. So it'll just be a breakdown, and hopefully the attendees can see themselves in one of those five or maybe more than one of those five types of writers she'll be speaking about. And then we have another person, uh, Jennifer Rodeball. She works in marketing. She's going to be focusing on corporate writing. So how do you write an email or how do you write a letter, um, et cetera. So she'll be taking the corporate um, side of writing. And then our final facilitator, uh, Nancy Steinkamp, will be focusing on journaling. So um, she'll be talking about how to either start journaling or keep journaling. I'm sure she'll talk about writing prompts. Um, so those are the four facilitators we have. And again, I just wanted an environment where writers could come together and learn, share, network, connect, um, really just a space where writers can be comfortable. And is that, is that locally here in Rochester you're doing? Yes, yes. it's in Rochester. It's going to be April 14th, okay. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's actually at RCTV Community Media Center, okay. which is at 21 Gorham Street, which is in the downtown area here. Is this the first year you're doing it? Yes, this is my first year. Um, depending on how it turns out, it's something I would consider doing in the future. But yes, this is my first time around, so I'm learning a lot. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. exciting. I have some good yeah. luck with it. I hope it Thank goes you. well. Um, so now we're going to get to know the quirky side of Katyra. Um, Sheila will kick it off with your first quirky cue. Okay, so when you were writing your book, did you have something that you always had to drink? Was it coffee, tea, booze, or nothing at all? No, not really. Um, I tend to drink tea, but I do also drink coffee. I try to stay away from coffee, though, because I like to load it with sugar and cream. So Yeah, <laughs> I hear you on that one. Yeah, so um, I try to do tea with honey more than yeah. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what genre do you like to read the best? Mm, nonfiction, I would say. Okay. Just anything nonfiction, or is there a, perf- a specific topic that kind of... Not really. Um, I really like to learn and research. Like um, the books I have out right now, one of them is about business. I had two out about how to um, buy and rent out property. So I really, if if something comes to mind and I want to learn more about it, I usually just go to the library and take out the books and they tend to be nonfiction. The one book I'm reading now is called How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. I don't know the author's name, but it basically just talks about not waiting to have a certain title in order to um, make things better. So you don't have to be a supervisor to implement a program. You don't have to be the CEO to um, try to make something better or implement a new program or fix a problem or you know, help somebody. So right. that's the gist of that book. But yeah, I primarily, I primarily read nonfiction. I don't read a whole lot of fiction. Okay. <laughs> a learner. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite writer within the nonfiction 
No, not really, honestly. Um, Well, one of the fiction writers that I really do like is Walter Dean Myers, though. He's one of my favorites. He writes um, particularly for the African-American group, I would say. But Mm -hmm. a lot of his work has been for, like, teens and young adults. I used to read a lot of it when I was in high school. Um, He may have some for, you know, adults, but I'm not sure. But I really... um, started reading his work when I was in high school so that's one that sticks out to me (laughs) I'm a lifelong YA lover anyway so Uh (laughs) um okay so here's uh kind of a maybe an odd question but is there a word that you specifically love like a word that you just it's like your favorite word um I don't have a favorite word but one word that I I I find myself uttering is uh sepulcher just because of the way it sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually live near um, a cemetery, and I always see that word sepulcher, and I'm always uh-huh. like, that's a really odd word, but I, I guess yeah. I like the way it sounds to the ear, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, quick. it's got an interesting <laughs> kind of tone to it. Sheila, yeah. you have a weird word. What was yours that you liked? <laughs> Rigor mortis. Not oh. the meaning. Not the meaning. I just like the way it sounds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so to add to that, do you have a word that you don't like? Mm. Or that you don't like the way it sounds. Not that I can think of. Okay. Yeah. I have a friend who hates the word moist. <laughs> I oh. don't know why. She just doesn't <laughs> like it. So. <laughs> um. So, do you have a motto or slogan for your life? Um. I do. I probably have more than one. I'm trying to, there is one that I say frequently, but I can't think of it right now. One of them I do really like is embrace it or change it. So really just, if it's not something you're willing to accept or um, make a part of your life, then it's something that you need to change or alter. So I really like that one. I feel like it's really straightforward and kind of sums up, you know, how I try to live if there's something I'm not happy with or something that I think could be better doing something about it instead of you know moping about it or getting old positive way to try to live yeah definitely okay so if the world ended tomorrow what would you do with your time left Um, I would definitely go to Savannah Georgia um, just because my boyfriend still lives there so um, I would you know, want to spend time with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, okay. This is one I like to ask people, but if you're reading a book, do you ever read the last page of the book before you finished it? Sometimes if it's yeah. a really good book then I might skip ahead and just read that last page. Yeah. Um, but only if it, I really like it, which probably sounds odd. Cause if you really like it, you would want to wait and, read the whole book and then get to the end but only if I'm really into it will I skip ahead and try to you know get a glance at the ending you want to make sure it ends right right yeah and I actually I only do that with fiction which makes a lot of sense right with my non-fiction books I just read it through I don't typically skip to the end yeah there's not like some anticipation like how does it end do you read the acknowledgments of a book when you're reading them? 
occasionally usually if it's if i'm reading a poetry book i'm more likely to just to see who it's dedicated to but not typically <laughs> do you read do you read poetry a lot mm, not really honestly um more recently i've been listening to poetry online like okay. i guess i didn't i didn't i've been introduced to I don't remember his name, but he has a CD with his poetry recordings, which I thought was really cool. I never thought about doing that or thought that, you know, yeah. poets did that. So I was listening to his poetry online. I thought that was really good um, and found some videos just watching like slam poetry. Mm-hmm. And we used to have a slam uh, poetry group here, but it's defunct now. So unfortunately, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, I don't get to go to those anymore, but um that's one of the forms of poetry that I really do enjoy, though. Slam poetry is a lot of um, energy, and um, I use that to inspire my poetry because sometimes I feel like it needs more, like, pizzazz to it. So I used to go to the slam poetry performances and use their high energy to um, put that into my words to make my poetry more um, heartfelt and emotional. Yeah, yeah, it... Sheila, you were just saying the other day how much you like spoken word poetry. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, it's something I stumbled across, I think, just through social media or something like that a few years ago, and I just love listening to it online. It's it's so um, emotional that it really impacts you, I think, so much more sometimes than just reading it. Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Is it my turn, Sheila, or yours? Uh, I go for it. Okay. I'm over. What punctuation mark describes your personality best? I'm sorry. I missed that. What pun- what punctuation mark describes your personality best? Oh, I would probably say an asterisk just okay. because, honestly, I don't know why. Because I, I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like an asterisk maybe because there's um, more to me than meets the eye. So you might see one detail about me but then if you get to know me better there's an asterisk and it's like oh this too (laughs) (laughs) i like it (laughs) so if you were to write a book about yourself what would you name it have you ever thought about that i have been thinking about a name for my poetry compilation so i'll use that in this context i've been thinking about i think it was the letters of Sharice or something like that. My middle, my middle name is Sharice. Okay. So I was thinking about it was that it was something better than that. The <laughs> Life Chronicles of Sharice or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is what I've been thinking about for the poetry compilation, but I'm not really sure about a title for an autobiography. More than likely, I would use a pen name, which I haven't come up with yet. Right. Um, that's something that I'm kind of struggling with, just because. My first book I wrote under my, you know, my birth name, but I'm wondering if that would confuse writers if I, if I'm publishing, because I would publish nonfiction books under my, my real name. And then for my fiction books and even, well, and also my poetry, I would want to do it under a pen name, but I don't know how confusing that would be. So I'm kind of in between there. Some people do it and they just like, you know, put it on their website that this is also by me under this pen name. Yeah. You know, some people, you know, there's some authors, but they're usually like, you know, like J.K. Rowling tried to trick people about like her, 
her pen name, didn't she? She like didn't want people to know she was writing in her man's name at some point. She didn't. She, no, she didn't want people to know that she was a woman because men's names usually sell yeah. better. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, but I think that there's like there is one. I think she's local, and she has like, I feel like she has multiple pen names, like three different writing names, and I'm like, oh my god, and they're all very similar. But and um, she has them all on her website, but um. I think it's because she writes different genres, and right. but then there's people who write different genres, and they keep it all under one. Right. You know? right. So I think it's just your preference, and yeah. if you want to separate the two, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was our last question. That's our okay. favorite question we ask everybody. Um, so now uh, it would be great if you want to give us your, some of your your social plugs, like where we can find your book, um, your website, and maybe a little bit more about when we can uh, read your poetry. Sure. Um, so I do have several um, social media. So I am on Facebook and my Facebook page is um, the handle or the Facebook handle is Poland LLC, but that will be www.facebook.com slash Poland LLC. And I also have Instagram and that's at Katyra Poland, my full first and last name. I also have Twitter. That's CSP4 for Twitter. And, of course, my website, www.polandllc.com. My phone number and email are also on my website. Um, yeah, I think that's... And when do you expect your poetry? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, I'm hoping to have my poetry compilation published by my birthday, which is in August. Okay. So hopefully early August. All right, well, you have to let us know about that so we yes. can share it. <laughs> yeah. All right, it was great having you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was nice talking uh, to you. You too. You guys All have right. a great night. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. We wanted to provide an update regarding Writer's Paradise, which has been postponed until fall 2018, likely happening closer to September. For more information about the event, please visit www.pollandllc.com slash writers paradise. And that's it for this week's edition of Rock Rights, where writers rock. Tune in next time when we will be talking with Glenn McCarty about his Kickstarter campaign. Until then, happy reading.